Blog Talk Radio. Our next guest on Minnesota Sports Weekly is uh, needs no introduction. He is the host of uh, the Scoop Podcast, and uh, he he works for Score North and uh, KSTP Channel Five. Uh, Darren Dooley Wolfson. So, any further ado, I'm gonna bring him on the show. Good to catch up. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for making the time. I always appreciate it. My my first question has to be: uh, You were covering the the Sonoma news today. Uh, do you think that was a good signing for the Twins? I do. Yeah, I think it's a good move for both parties. You know, talking to Miguel, he's certainly happy, and he's plenty fine with it being a three-year deal. And I would say from the twin standpoint, with Miguel being 26 and this covering, you know, his ages 27, 28, 29 seasons, that, yeah, I mean, it's not like you're committing to him when he's 32 or 33. Maybe one day you do. But, yeah, presumably for the next few years, he should be able to produce, you know, as long as he stays healthy. And that was the big thing in my one-on-one conversation. I talked to Miguel actually before the informal news conference, Travis. I talked to him for about 10 minutes. And he told me more than anything, I said, hey, you know, goals for 2020. And he said, I need to stay healthy. You know, I mean, I just I wasn't healthy last year, you know, came into camp and he was banged up. And remember, he got hurt in that celebration, you know, his winter league mm-hmm. team. <clears throat> By the way, he is not playing any winter ball. He had a pretty funny line about that saying, yeah, I don't think that's the wisest idea. So no winter ball this winter for Miguel. But, yeah, he said, you know, he's ready to rock and roll. I talked to his trainer slash agent, this guy named Miguel Alvarez, just met him for the first time today. And he said they're working diligently on Miguel both at first base and third base with the possibility that maybe Miguel shifts over to first base. And he'll be in Fort Myers here in 10 to 15 days, according to, to Miguel. Uh, Alvarez again, his his agent slash trainer. It's it's a co-op in terms of, you know, who negotiated the deal for him. Uh, but Miguel Alvarez works for for this law firm that helped do the deal. And Miguel Alvarez is based in Dallas. And Miguel sets up Sano's training and and what have you. And he said they'll be done in Fort Myers here in 10 to 15 days. You know, working hard. And and Sano told me that he weighs 270 right now, but he wants to drop a little weight now just from. From my, you know, vantage point, he he did not look heavy or anything like that. He looked to be in pretty good shape. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think the key is, you know, if you can get, you know, six months of of Miguel Sano, if you can get more than 380 at bats or whatever it was in 2019, he is going to produce. You know, can the batting average go up? I think that's something he is going to work on. You know, but the power is always going to be there. You know, so yeah, I think it's I think it's a good deal. You know, it gives him some some long term security. You know, some guaranteed money, not that he's living check to check, and it certainly allows the twins to to cover here, you know, through through his twenties here, and not have to commit, you know, super long term money when he turns thirty. When uh, the news came out that that the twins had signed him to this extension, were you surprised? No, I mean they've tried to sign all these guys. I mean they've tried to sign Jose Barrios to a long term deal. They've tried to sign Byron Buxton to a long term deal. There's been conversations about Eddie Rosario. Clearly they got done, Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco. So all these guys, you know, for the most part, there have been conversations. 
So it's a matter of who wants to take the deal on their terms. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of negotiation. You know, just talking to Miguel Alvarez, I mean, he had his fingerprints on the negotiation enough, even if it wasn't him in the end negotiating the deal in its totality with Daniel Adler. By the way, it was Daniel Adler of the Twins, assistant general manager, who did the heavy lifting on this deal. But there really wasn't that much heavy lifting. Like, it got done in a matter of a few days. You know, it's not like this was a lengthy negotiation. You know, uh, unfortunately for the Twins, you know, with Buxton, uh, you know, his camp values Byron more than what the Twins currently value him at. And same with Jose Barrio. So, I mean, but in the Twins world, they'd sign all these guys. So, no, I was not surprised when, when I saw the, the headline on Friday that, that the Twins had signed him to an extension. Um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this from – What's uh, the story going on with uh, Josh Donaldson? Is that something they're still investigating? They are, yeah. I mean, they're pretty much in daily contact with with Josh's agent, Dan Lozano. You know, what I don't know is have they been asked to make a final offer? I mean, I can tell you as of, you know, middle to late last week, the Twins offer is not the biggest offer that's on the table. I don't know if that's the Braves or the Nationals. I don't know. All I know is the Twins, as of middle to late last week, did not have the biggest money offer on the table. But I also know that the Twins were going to be given the opportunity to make a final offer. Now, I don't know, Travis. Will the Twins go up? Will they just tell Lozano, hey, the offer we made stands, take it or leave it? That remains to be seen. But I can just tell you, even with this Miguel Sano deal, the Twins are still very much in on Josh Donaldson. But if I were a betting man, I'd still bet on, like I would have bet on weeks ago, that Josh prefers to be back in Atlanta. And the fact that they've gone to four years, I mean, unless the Twins offer significantly more, like I'm talking, you know, over four years, if they offer, you know, three to $5 million more a year, you know, especially with the taxes and what have you here compared to the state of Georgia, uh, I think it would take like that sort of money to convince Josh to not re-sign in Atlanta to come to Minnesota. Now, that being said, I'm told he had a really productive talk with Rocco Baldelli. I'm told returning to the American League holds a lot of appeal to him. Like, you think about the starting pitching you face in the National League East on a regular basis. You know, go up and down the Nationals rotation and the Phillies mm-hmm. rotation and the Mets rotation and the Marlins have some really intriguing young arms. I mean, that's really hard. Then imagine playing you know, and the White Sox have gotten better, but the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers are combined 19, 19, 19. So what's that? 38, 57, 58, 57. I mean, you know, that's 57 games right there, you know? And even even mm-hmm. facing a Dallas Keuchel, I mean, I don't think Josh Donaldson is, is curling up in the fetal position at the thought of facing Dallas Keuchel pretty regularly. So I just, I know that, that, Facing the American League pitching, and, and specifically the, the American League Central pitching, on a, on a very regular basis, even the Indians' arms, and they have some good ones, but I know that that holds appeal to Josh. You know, but again, I think money is going to talk. He's 34 years old, Travis, so, you know, like this is his last big deal. So he is looking for the most money. So for the Twins to land Josh Donaldson, they will have to offer the most money, and the last I heard is that they are not offering the most money. Hmm. Okay. Uh, my next question is, uh, what? Uh, how would you, uh, if you had to give a letter grade, how would you judge the Twins' off season this year? B, B 
minus. I mean, I think, you know, replacing Jason Castro with Alex Avila is fine. I think convincing Jake Odorizzi to take the qualifying offer was a big-time win. Like, I don't know why he took it, you know, but he did. And so that's that's nice. You know, Michael Pineda, I mean, that's that's a pretty good deal. You know, my understanding is Toronto and some other teams were willing to pay him a little bit more. You know, but he really likes it here. I think he feels a little indebted to the Twins after they stood by him after the fiasco of last year. You know, so I think convincing Pineda to come back is is solid. You know, I think Rich Hill is is a nice lottery ticket. No guarantees. That was a really serious surgery he had right around Thanksgiving. You know, but if he can come back and help them, even if it's, you know, late July, August, September, I mean, I think that will turn out to be a really good signing. But who knows? Maybe it turns out to be a nothing signing. But I like that roll of the dice. Home Valley, yeah, whatever. Uh, Resigning Sergio Romo. I just think, you know, there is something to be said when you play 162 games, when you get to the ballpark as early as 2 o'clock and you're there around your teammates for, for eight, nine hours a day for that long, I think camaraderie means something. I think chemistry means something. Uh, Sergio Romo keeps that clubhouse incredibly loose. You know, I think that's worth something. Maybe he's not worth $5 million, uh, but I think there's something to be said about, you know, just the way that, that he operates and, and, you know, guys just gravitate toward him in, in that clubhouse. And I think he can pitch a little bit, too. Tyler Clipper, do you hear I me? Mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I think they've got some other options. You know, Clipper, take it or leave it, whatever. Uh, but, I, you know, I think it's it's been okay. It's unfortunate that they couldn't get their plan A. I mean, their plan A was Zach Wheeler. Uh, it would be unfortunate if they can't land Josh Donaldson when you're presenting these guys with all this money. Uh, I'm not surprised that they didn't get Bumgarner. They weren't willing to go to five years. And they knew the only chance they had to get him was to go to five years. Uh, and they chose not to. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I would not have given Bumgarner five years. And on Ryu, uh, they knew the only chance they had to get him was to offer four years, and they were not willing to offer him four years. And I'm okay with that, too, with his injury history and him being 33 years old. You know, I get a lot of fans are upset about them not landing Bumgarner or Ryu. I'm not that upset. On Wheeler, you know, I think they could have offered 125 or $130 million. He was still choosing the Phillies. Just unique circumstances with his fiance's family being – you know, 30 minutes outside Philadelphia and New Jersey, and a desire to really stay in the National League East, you know, familiarity with that division. Uh, I think it would have taken like 140 to $150 million to land Zach Wheeler. Now, in hindsight, maybe they should have offered it. I mean, we can have that conversation. You know, did they make a mistake not offering Wheeler a ton more money? But I understand where they were coming from trying, you know, at 5100 And I can just tell you, Travis, you know, because it's not like I'm just talking to the Twins people. You, know, you do this long enough, you mm-hmm. get to know a lot of people. I know people close to Zach. I can just tell you he was very appreciative of the, of the Twins pitch. A lot of people in the game, fans don't want to hear this, but I can just tell you a lot of people in the game, both other teams' executives and agents, think the world of this front office. They really view the Twins as a first-class operation, a first-class organization. Heck, the Donaldson people will tell you that. You know, Even if Josh ends up back in Atlanta, they will tell you, that they really, really like the Twins. You know, so I think the Twins have, have from that standpoint, you know, they, they've done a good job. You know, and I like some of the hires they've made behind the scenes. You know, fans don't pay attention to that stuff, but, but we in the media do. I mean, I, I think it's been a pretty good offseason. I, they, I think they're in a position to win another 90-something games and position themselves to, to make a run. I get it. The Yankees are the big bad Yankees, and the Yankees on paper are by far the best team in the American League. You know, but maybe the Twins can also tweak their roster, you know, mid to late July and 
and make a run at this thing come, you know, early to mid-October. You know, I would not count them out, put it that way. I know the White Sox have made all these moves, but to me, Travis, the Twins are still the best team in the American League Central. Um, last question about the Twins. Um, do you foresee them making any more moves, or are we looking at what they're probably going to look like going into spring training? Well, I mean, Josh Donaldson, the contract's sitting there, you know, and they might offer more money. So, I mean, I can't sit here and tell you they're done. Uh, I'm positive there's been dialogue with the Mitch Moreland camp. Now, it might be more so the Moreland camp actually initiating the contact with the Twins. That's what happens at this time of the year. You know, a lot of these agents are, are getting desperate. You know, their clients are still out there on the open market, so they try to initiate talks with teams. And so every agent looks at the Twins and says, okay, they need a first baseman or a third baseman. So all these agents are calling the Twins saying, hey, what about my guy? What about my guy? You know, and a lot of, a lot of agents for pitchers are doing the same at this point. Uh, so, I mean, they're listening. So, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't sit here, Travis, and tell you that they're done. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if they add at least one more, if not multiple guys, to the, to the 40-man roster. Um, last question, then I'll let you go. Uh, with the, the Astros – a uh, scandal coming out yesterday. Do the twins uh, have to be more careful in 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 how they do business? In your opinion? Well, I don't know what you're insinuating by that. I would say this much, Travis. I think sign stealing has happened for a long time, and I think there's an understanding within the game that if it happens, you know, the conventional, old-fashioned way with a guy being on second base and he's able to relay to a hitter what pitch might be coming, you know, that's fair game. But then when you're using technology, you know, to to advance, you know, that, I think that's when it becomes an issue. And, you know, Houston was, was punished and penalized. I'm not quite sure why, why players weren't uh, punished. I'm not quite sure I agree with that. You know, you could also make a case that the Astros actually were not punished enough, that the punishment isn't severe enough. And it's severe, don't get me wrong, but you can make a case that it's not severe enough. But, in terms of the way the Twins do things, no, I I think they'll continue to do things the way they do them, and I think they do things in a very professional way. Uh, and hey, if they can gain an advantage, you know, the old-fashioned way with a runner on second base, and and they're able to to steal signs or you know uh, figure out a way that a that a pitcher is is tipping his pitches, by all means, that's part of the game. Like a couple years ago, maybe it's three or four years ago. Remember how badly. The Twins, or for the Twins, it was good. Uh, but how badly uh, it was for, for Chris Sale and the White Sox, how badly the Twins just pounded Chris mm-hmm. Sale. Uh, I mean, I've talked to Tory Hunter enough and others. I mean, I don't have, like, the exact intricacies, but they, they picked up on, on some tells. Like, they figured out a way that Chris Sale was tipping his pitches. I mean, that had a lot to do with them just kicking his ass. Uh, you know, so, I mean, everybody tries to do that. The Twins are going to continue. I'm positive to try and do that. Uh, but they're going to do it the right way. I mean, there's just, you know, an unwritten way in baseball to do it. And the Astros violated that. But, like, I think about my favorite sport, the NBA, Travis. I mean, NBA teams mm-hmm. send advanced scouts, you know, to, to, like, for example, the Wolves play, who do they play tomorrow? Indiana. They actually play the Pacers a couple times here pretty quick. Uh, so they – I don't know who specifically, but the Wolves had an advanced scout watch the Pacers the last couple games. This advanced scout has close enough seats and takes diligent enough notes 
to literally know like every play that the Pacers call out, you know, knows their defensive sets. Like, and the Wolves get that information and, and they relay it to their players before the game. So, and and that's accepted and that's just really good scouting. I mean, that's what NFL teams do, you know, with the all 22 film and try to pick up on tendencies. You know, I mean, that's that's just part of the game. So, you know, even live, like, you know, if Indiana on Wednesday night calls out, you know, a play, let, let's say the play's name is 22 Piper, okay? You know, let's say Aaron mm-hmm. Holiday or Malcolm Brogdon, the point guard, is bringing the ball up and shouts out 22 Piper. You know, Ryan Saunders is going to know instantly what that play is. And then he can shout to his guys, hey, watch for this, this, this. You know, I mean, that just happens. You know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. the Twins and every other team in Major League Baseball is still going to try to do stuff like that. Uh, but it just it went too far with uh, with the use of technology. So I am I am very very glad that the Astros were were punished. I just I don't know if they were punished enough. And and I'm just telling you my own personal opinion is that some of those players should have been punished too. I agree. I agree. Uh, Doogie, I want to thank you for making the time. I know you're busy. Uh, we'll have to do this again real soon. You got it, Travis. You know how to track me down. So anytime you need me, let's let's absolutely connect. All right. Sounds good. You have a good day. You too. Take it easy, Travis. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye.